The Table is Yours podcast contains content that may not be suitable for some audiences, such as themes of violence, swearing, sexual language, alcohol, and death. We advise you to check the episode description for any other specific content warnings. Please, if any sequences or episodes are ever triggering or uncomfortable in any way, we ask you to take a pause from the episode or skip it entirely. It is important that our table is a safe space for everyone, including you. The Table is Yours podcast is a role-playing adventure show where a bunch of friends around a table and through video call play tabletop role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons. Together, we hope to bring the joy and fun of our game to you wherever you are as if you are a part of our table. For when you're sitting, creating, and playing with us, the table is yours. Hello, and welcome to The Table is Yours, a role-playing adventure show where a bunch of friends play Dungeons & Dragons. Some of us are... (laughs) Some of us are at a table. Some of us are on video call. And some of us are eating yeah. super mac and cheese. Yeah. Don't worry, they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Con Riley. I am your GM, your DM, your best friend. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. Uh, you can follow me anywhere at Kryles on the interwebs. Uh, and for the fun fact this week, um, if The Fated Fates was a horror movie, I think Terrence would be the final girl. I think Codex would be the killer. <laughs> Just the, the killer straight up? Yeah, I think Codex should be the killer. So, with that, let's go around and meet our first Sonas. No. <laughs> so, with that, let's go around and meet our fantastic friends, Lexi. Uh, hi, my name is Lexi Wang. I hi. use she, her pronouns. Mm-hmm. And I play one, the human question mark artificer, who also uses she, her pronouns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me uh, Be Real with Lexi May I Help You, or on Instagram with Lexi May Hunter. Uh... If The Faded Fates was a horror movie, uh, I think Terrence would be the killer. Ooh. Um, and I want Wash to be my final girl. Uh, hi, I'm Andrew. Friends uh, are he, him. I play Wash. His are too. Um, you can find me on Steam. If Faded Fates was a horror movie, mm-hmm. Wash would be one of the minor characters that doesn't really exist in the movie. And it's only mentioned once. I don't know. I don't think it would be Wash. It could be Shay. Shay's final girl. Okay, who's the killer? Uh, the killer, also Shay. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, my name is Sydney. I play Codex Sayori. Both her and my pronouns are she, her. Um, don't find me, uh, even on Steam, because I, I don't want you to see the my stats or anything. They're not good. Um, right. And then I, I would love personally to see a movie where Terrence is the killer and only kills people using Scooby-Doo like Fred type contraptions yes. and rigs. Yes. Absolutely. It's like Home Alone and in- worse. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And in that context, I want Wash to be the final girl. Hell yeah. Hi, I'm Rebecca. I play Isabella Balador, Tiefling Paladin Bard of the group. Uh, we both use she, her pronouns. And if the Fated Fates were a horror film, um... I think Shay is probably the killer and Juan is the final girl. Hi, I'm Vic. I use they them pronouns and I play Terrence Astonis, prisoner rap boy, who uses he they pronouns. I'm eating mac and cheese. And I think if the Faded They're Fates- They're okay. I'm fine. <laughs> and I think if the Faded Fates were a rom-com- No. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm taking, I'm taking liberties. The table's uh, not yet yours. The table's still mine. No, the table is mine. Uh, I think if the Faded Fates were a rom-com, then Issa would be like the girl next door. Obviously, Terrence would be the one, the, the loser that's interested in her. 
and Shay would be like the funny best friend, like trying to back me up. <laughs> I will say the rom com could also be Wash and Codex, and it's like a quirky, fun little love story, and then one is the best friend. Uh, and of course, you can follow us anywhere at TTYYDND. You can follow us on the Twitters, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the YouTube, on the TikTok. Um, and then, of course, support our Patreon. You support our Patreon, we support giving you more content. So it's fun, it's cool, it's nice. Um, yeah. But with that, if there are any questions, concerns, comments, queries, understandings, wants, needs, hopes, wishes, then let us get into a recap of what happened last time on The Table is Yours. What story shall be sung today? One can never know how the melody might sound. Our adventurers have already begun to pluck the strings of their story, and their combined composition is unfolding like a road before us. Issa got a call from Maud. She was being really quiet and told Issa that she thought Sham was being puppeted by Arathia for the last three years, which meant that Arathia has been controlling the Red Raven Adventuring Guild for a while now. And Sham, who's supposed to be an ally to the Martyrs, is also under her control. Fuck. Issa told Maud to book it here so she wouldn't be in danger. Meanwhile, we had a team meeting and decided to just investigate Balthazar's blood vats or whatever he was keeping down in Merkside. I told everyone I thought they might be past the blacklights, so that's where we're going. But first, we had to go shopping, of course. So, I went to the marketplace with Shay and One. One ended up meeting a primordial being named Malachite, who offered to show her the future. Well, he called the vision Potentials. But he was showing her a version of the future where we won. She saw herself in a forge creating a humanoid construct. It awoke and asked her what she'd have it do. One said, there's war, follow the rest. Malachite told One that the future where we win is one where the age of peace is over. That doesn't sound like a win to me, but... Whatever. Malachite also told her where to find a diamond with a seductive call in a river past the blacklights in Merkside. So I guess she got something out of it. Shay and I went to see my mom, who is totally fine and definitely wasn't visited and vaguely threatened by my old boss. I'm lying. Of course she was. But she didn't know she was being threatened, so... It's fine and he's dead now. Glad I checked up on her though. She seemed good. Oh, and she basically forbid me from dating Issa because apparently her dad is the former bull of the Tide Thorns? Right. Great. Of course he is. Shay split off from me when I headed back towards the keep, and I met up with one. I told her we needed to get a light for Merkside since it's so freaking dark down there, and we stopped at this little place with a kobold named Gug. He was so freaking cute. The conversation went in circles, but I think he was pretty young, and I was patient, and he made us this magical little lamp that triggers on with bam and off with pap. Might not be the best for stealth, but I'm sure we'll be all alone down there in Merkside. Nice, a yeah, nice break of the drama. Awesome. Yeah, but then let's start exactly where we left off, which is Issa calling up Casimir. Kaz, I don't know how this works. Uh, you're, you're making it work, so I think you do know how it works. Great. Uh, yeah, no, I figured it worked like all the other ones, but sometimes there's a weird one that I have. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, how How's Willow? Uh, well, it's only been a couple hours. She's still a little out of it. Got it. Just wanted to update you on what we're doing, so you can tell Fiara. Um, we're planning on going to the Merc side of the third and past the black lights to investigate where we think one of the vats is. Um, 
We just kind of are thinking the precincts that your sister saw Balthazar in most frequently are where he's hiding the vats of blood. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then there's something happening with Sham. Um, Maud said he hasn't been himself, she thinks, in like at least a year and a half. Um, he was sitting at the bar the other day, I guess. I don't know when. Um, and just kind of zoned out for like three hours. Um, and it was very weird. And she went to grab his little book that he carries all over the place, kind of like a diary. Um, and apparently it's empty for the last two years-ish. Um, she thinks that Arathia might have something to do with it, that someone's controlling him or um, uh, possessing him. We don't really know, but she's going to come to the third in the next couple of days so we can talk more freely. Um, I know you, uh, Fiara, used Sham after that, so yeah. Um, I do, do you, uh, <laughs> she's just like stumbling over words. Um, do you know how your brother might react if some of the party wants to spill, if we find it, the vat of blood in the third? And I don't think that's a good idea, but, um, you know your brother more than we do. So I don't, do you think he'd just automatically go and kill more people to refill it? Or do you think he'd come after us first? It's not going to toss up, really. Who knows? He's the type that likes to snuff out pasts when he can, but also he likes to get things done as quick as possible. So, really, the toss of the toss of the coin. Okay. Well, I'd prefer he doesn't kill more people. Um, but I guess if you don't know, I mean, there's all things we, we we would prefer he not do, but. Balthasar kind of works in his own terms. And I have my yeah. own theories about Balthazar's workings with others anyway, so. Do you want to share those theories? I have a feeling that Balthazar's also working with Raytheia. Yeah, that would make sense. I think. Or at least not working, but I don't think Arathia's working with anybody. I think Arathia's working her own thing and has people placating interests she has. I mean, think about it. Fiara wants to get rid of the sun, so does Balthazar. I'm sure Arathia just wants to see what happens, so she's going to be placating them both. Is my theory. I mean, I think that makes sense. Um... Though I would advise you not to share that with my sister until I have that confirmed, because she will, um, how would someone like Terence say it, freak out. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I've yet to be, so... Yeah, you're right. You've been right about everything. Well, I think also, too, the things so. I've been right about are pretty obvious. Unless you disagree with me, with Arathia and Balthazar. But wouldn't it make sense? No, I think it makes sense. I've been thinking about that, too. Maybe not as concrete as you're making it out to be. But, I mean, they both kind of have some sort of undead faction, it would seem. Um, Arathia is always up for a power grab even though she's probably one of the most powerful people. I don't know anything about her having an undead faction, but I do know she has slaves of the mind. Yeah, I mean, Juan had mentioned 
that she kind of raised, air quotes, hopefully Kaz can hear those through the phone, or through the, through the stone. She raised someone, I guess, after they had passed, and now they serve her. So maybe it's not quite the same as what Balthazar's doing, but... Well, I think that was I think that was uh, the Shadowed Fear who did that, but I guess technically that was her then too, since they are connected. But I would I don't know. That's just again a theory. No, I I like your theories and I appreciate them. So keep them coming. <laughs> you, you do hear like a little chuckle from him. He probably just says, "Good." Arathi is her own matter entirely, but she never gets her hands dirty herself. From everything I know about her, she likes to have her. Uh, What's the word? She likes to have her distance from things. So, for example, if either my sister or my brother succeed in blocking out the sun or removing it entirely when it's Fiora, um, if it was to trace back to Balthazar, neither Balthazar nor Fiora would ever out Arathia because if Fiora outs Arathia, then she would lose her position. If Balthazar outs Arathia, then he will lose his position in the... Uh, I'm assuming the secret knowledge he knows in his connections of whatever he has. He would lose the power he has and or will lose the ability of having power over Fiara. But that's only if our theory is correct. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... I had a weird theory a while ago, and now I know that Sham wasn't Sham the entire time that I knew him i guess um i don't know the the fight club thing was fun but and now i'm just wondering if it was a way to recruit people for like the the undead army what fight club probably at this point too if you keep talking to the stone he's gonna do the same thing before he shows a projection of himself <laughs> yeah it's just like okay she like sets it on her dresser and she's like sitting at the edge of her bed um <laughs> So, I met Sham, but it must not have... If Maud's theory is right, it was not actually Sham. It was something else. Um, outside of a tavern, some night when I was going to Providence. And he invited me to this fight club thing, where it was like 1v1, a bunch of students, um, and some kids that didn't go to school but just lived in the area. There were, like, a hundred people there, like, in the bracket, um, and I won. And then that's when he took me back to the guild, and I met Maud, and then um, they offered me a, you know, part-time gig, and then it became a full-time thing. And you're saying your theory is that Sean is not... Sean. Yeah, I was... I don't know. Sham always rubbed me the wrong way since I'm... I mean, right after Fight Club, I think it, he just... So nonchalant, and especially after graduation, he just didn't care at all about what had happened to the graduates, and it was really off-putting, and... Then he would get really cagey when we talked about Balthazar and wouldn't give us any info. And Maud says Arathia is somehow involved? Maud thinks Arathia is involved, yeah. I don't know 
too much about Arathia other than that I should avoid, or anyone should avoid her at most costs. But I've had the vague rumours of Arathia controlling people. So let's assume that Arathia's controlled Sham since the moment you've known Sham. So that means you didn't meet Sham, you met Arathia. Why would Arathia be interested right. in you, Isabella Baradol? Well, Maud said something when I met her. Um, she kind of she did this weird. Th- I don't know what it was about, but when we got back to the guild after the Fight Club, Sham took me right to the talking room, which is where Maud was, and asked her to. I don't know what he asked her to do, but she did something where she like put her um, hands to my temples. And she looked at Sham and she said something like, um, we haven't seen magic like this in 50 years, or at least 50 years. And then they said something about Kleptar and Nova's daughter. And then Sham looked happy about that news. So I don't know, maybe that. I didn't know any of that, but I was just, I was trying to get to the point that you are, you are Salvador Baladol's yeah, child. No. Yeah, no, I mean, that could definitely be part of it. Um... But here, here's more information, I guess. And Codex was the one that Fiora had Arathia, had Sham hire to steal the Darkroot Diamond. Mm-hmm. So basically, if this is the theory, let's say it's true, that means Fiora had Arathia, had Arathia hire Codex. Does Arathia know Codex? Yeah. Arathia... Codex met Arathia when she was like, at a museum. So Arathia um, knows Codex, Arathia obviously knows you. And then... I know Arathia knows one. Yeah. Oh. It would seem like... Whatever you're calling her nowadays. So Verano's working for Balthazar, and Balthazar's not working, but working in tandem at least, if this theory's correct, with Arathia. It would seem so. Oh, looks like the Faded Fates have definitely been pulled along by many strings that seem to lead back to Arathia. Somewhat. Yeah. If we're correct. Well, we're both right about a lot of things, so... Probably on to something, at least, here. Arathia's an unpredictable person. I think she does things just to see what the consequence of those actions will be. She'll push a pencil off the table just to see where it falls, not because it gains her any knowledge. I don't think she's a knowledge is power person. I think she's a... I don't know. I don't know if there's a word for it. She's a power is power person. (laughs) Maybe that. And, if you think I'm good at digging up information on people, Arathia's whole department of her guild is based on that. So... Yeah. I used to say, maybe Maud's not even Maud. Maybe no one in the Red Raven Adventuring Guild is there. Maybe you can't trust anybody. Who knows? All valid points. Doesn't make me feel very good. I've never really taken Arathia as a person who... is that... <sighs> Balazar's obviously a person who's very organized in his takeover. I don't think Arathia's necessarily a takeover person. I think she's just a... inhibitor of... Yeah, you're right, power. She's a wary person. I'm not saying this because I think you've defeated Verona, then go defeat Balthazar to then go defeat Arathia, but she's someone to be wary of. Yeah. Okay, so she knows everything about us, probably, already, even without being so close to me for a year and a half. 
That is the point of the Onyx Obscurity, to dig up any secrets that could be detrimental to the Berg at large. Okay, well... Well, back onto the topic of my brother. Yep, let's go back. Let's circle back to Balthazar. I could see Balthazar potentially killing more people if you spill the vats, let's say. Or I could see him killing you all. What would be your plan in going to these vats if you find them? The general gist right now is that we find the vats. Kind of like a, okay, we know where that one is, and then we go to another. I don't think destroying four vats would make him want to approach you in the middle of daylight on the streets to attack, or night for, for that matter. If Balthazar is anything, he's smart, and he would find a place to hide away and then start again. And if I know him, as I do, as I also know my sister, they have nothing but time. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's... I, I don't know what... What I or we can do to stop him from killing more people. And it's very frustrating. Your sister seems to think that she has a prison that will hold him in. But she also has said to us on multiple occasions she cannot control Balthazar. She can't control Balthazar out in the streets. But... She is right. She has a place she can hold him. If you can get him in there. You think what she has will work? I would hold anybody in there. I mean, anybody lesser to a vampire would be held in that, that cage, yes. Hell's I would be. Okay. But notice how myself nor Fiara are volunteering to be part of the fight. If we could do it ourselves, we would. Which means we're putting faith in you, which isn't... Well, I say we. I really should say she. She's putting faith in you, which is a hard thing to come by from Fiora, actually. So it's worth note. I don't know. Maybe kill two birds with one stone, find another diamond, let him blot out the sun and wish it back. This plan is thwarted. He sends in an area you see him. Because if Balthazar's anything, he's a showboat. When he blots out the sun, if he's able to, he wants to make sure everybody knows Balthazar Donata did it. He's doing it as a revenge plot, and he's doing it because he is making a new order of things to fix the Berg in his own way. I don't want to give you your ideas and be the, the, the brain behind the faded fates, but if I were you, if you could find another diamond, let him blot out the sun, let him enact his plan, and then wish it gone. And then at that point, when he is devastated by his own loss, knock him while he's down. Bring him to Fiara, we put him in a cage. Eventually, maybe one day, he'll learn to appreciate his siblings who are also trying to figure out what horrible deeds happened in our past, and he'll try to help us. Maybe. That's a big maybe, and I don't know if that'll ever be a correct one, but... I think going after the vats to dump them... I mean, sure, go for the reconnaissance. I think that's a great idea. Figure out how he's doing it, what he's doing, if there is more vats, you know? Maybe, maybe, maybe he has just enough blood to do what he already wants to do maybe or almost and he's getting greedy i don't know balthazar's a uh, insatiable one <laughs> maybe he has enough blood to blood out the sun but he doesn't have enough blood to i don't know also become king who knows so you think we should let him kill more people to enact his plan no i'm saying that this is on the assumption that he he is very near close if not there already what I'm saying is Balthazar is an insatiable person who can hunger for more. So I, couldn't, I could very well see him if you go to check out the vat, see if the vat is, I don't know, if you can find anything there, which you might not find anything, but maybe you find out something about the vat that says four vats are needed to make the, the, the 
sun be blotted out. I don't know. If I know Balthazar, he wants more than just blotting out the sun. He wants to blot out the sun. He wants to become a ruler. He wants to, I don't know, remove Wednesdays off the board. I don't fucking know. Something. Yeah, no, from what he told Codex, it sounded like he, like you said, wanted to be the savior. Right. So what I'm saying is, check out the vat. See what's going on. Dump it or not, it doesn't matter. If you dump it, he's going to kill more people, most likely. I don't put it past mm -hmm. him. But you can find out information. Maybe if you find out if it's enough or something. I don't know. But what I'm saying is there could be a point where you, where Balthazar is looking for more blood to zhuzh up his own savior complex. And if that's the case, stop him from getting more. But push him to the brink of, I'm just going to cast it now. Oh, I'm going to wish now. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he has enough already and he's just adding the extra. Maybe. Who knows? But if that is the maybe, if you stop him from continuing, it'll back him into a corner of like of saying, I need to wish for this now. Which would then be the perfect time to then, if you get a diamond, which is a whole other <laughs> crazy part of this plan that's not even necessarily possible. I'm losing... I'm losing faith in my own idea at this point, but I will continue because maybe it means something. Keep going. Spitballing's good. If you have a way to reverse the wish right after, if he's at that desperate point, that would probably be the weakest he's ever he, he will be. Maybe if not of body, at least of mind, which for Balthazar is saying a lot because he hates to feel valid. I don't yeah, know. That... I'm working on a lot of ifs. Yeah, I, that's all. That's kind of all we have right now. So it makes sense. Uh, this is the most emotion you've probably seen Kaz ever have, by the way. He's getting like a little fr not frustrated at you. He's just getting frustrated because he's like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Thank you. It, it makes sense. Um, I do worry about the diamond thing because uh, let's say everything you've said is right, right? We go, we find the vat. We see a little sign that says four vats needed. And then we think there's already four vats filled. So then we're like, fuck. So then we go find a diamond. We make that our priority because we think Balthazar is probably going to wish to blot out the sun soon. Um, and we find a diamond, but it's like, air quotes, bad, a bad God. But we have to use the diamond to wish that Balthazar didn't blot out the sun, therefore releasing God. I mean, Subtract everything I said before of my ifs and whens and... Because you might go to the vat and find out nothing. Mm -hmm. You already have to find more diamonds anyway. From what you and Fiora all agreed on... If Balthazar's... Not unstoppable, but if, if Balthazar's wants are unstoppable, if you will, he's going to kill more people. He's going to fill more vats. It's going to happen. Unless you have something up your sleeve that you're telling me if you spill the vats and or get him to confront you about it, you can stop him. I'm all ears. No. But I would assume, yes, if you dump a vat, or if you somehow thwart his plan, he will regroup, he will rethink, he'll reevaluate, and he will try again. Yeah, and that's why I don't want to dump the vats. Um, yeah, I just don't think everyone that lost their lives should be in... Is vain the right word? Yeah, in vain, maybe. So maybe your priority is to look, to, to just recon and see what the vat's like and find a diamond. Because if you find a diamond, and I know that's hard because where's one going to be? If he needs ten more vats, Balthazar will wait until you are all old and grey to then continue again. Time doesn't matter to him. 
Yeah. If he has to pause it until each one of the faded fates are gone forever, he will. He doesn't necessarily need to torture you and slit you at the throat to make sure you're, you're, you as a problem are gone. He will wait you out. Yeah. So maybe let him do his thing. I know that's awful because that means people are going to die, but unfortunately we are... I think we are past the point of saving every little life. That might sound harsh, and I'm sorry. That doesn't mean Guy was little. Yeah, he wasn't. The other thing, too, in theory, from what Fiora said, if anything, if you can find a diamond, maybe there's a way you can unblot the sun and wish those souls to pass on peacefully. Or at least, if the soul is gone anyway, their blood is just needed. Their names aren't associated with the vein of blotting out the sun due to a crazed vampire. I say as my sister's also trying to get rid of the sun, but still. <laughs> She's doing it in a <clears throat> in a different way. Issa's a little quieter now. She's doing it in a different way because I think you both or I think you all changed her. That is her goal now. How is how's she doing after um after the revelation? from earlier I don't think she's I think she's avoiding it how are you doing I guess it's something to note but what can I really change about it now no point in dwelling she didn't know no and I don't blame her I don't think you should what I can say is you've changed Fiara instead of killing the god of the sun she'd like to switch with whoever you can for him to be tied around a diamond until her goal is met. Before she wanted to kill, now she's thinking tactically. She's thinking consciously about effect and affect and all that good stuff. It's a good step in the right direction. I'd ask for you to give Balthazar the same, the same credit, but also, if you can't forgive him, I don't blame you. I'm just shaking my head no in silence. I said I would ask. Not that I was. I'm shaking my head yes in silence. <laughs> just like a, yep, I'm, I'm acknowledging what you said, but it's a no from me, dog. Do you wish for him to be back? Um, I mean, I wish he was here. And I thought about wishing him back but the more I think about it be very selfish do you think he'd want to be back no I well I hope that he's with his mom and with you know everyone that he loved yeah I can see that Isabella Bell, though, I think through all the troubles and tried moments, I think, I think it might be best to breathe and allow yourself to go forward. Um, yeah. Probably. I know you've only known each other for a small amount of time, but I'm sure these people rely on you like you rely on them, and maybe it's a, maybe it's time to acknowledge that. You don't have to be alone. Thanks. Her voice is like faltering. 
I know if I fell off this sorry planet, I would be very happy to see my parents again. But if you don't think you'd be that way, then fight to bring him back. If you do think he would be that way, then fight for what he was for you and what he was for this world that was ripped away too early. Yeah, I'm trying, but it's hard. It's never easy. I'm just saying words that you're probably already thinking. I'm not, ask, I'm not acting like I'm some <laughs> omniscient mind. It's, um, it's nice to hear them. I don't really get to talk about it that much. Not that I really want to, but um, it was great. And I miss him. And I want to do right by him. Um, and if you ever want to talk about your parents, um, we can. I'd love to hear about them. There's not much to say. Last time I saw them, I was a 14-year-old child on my birthday. They're more like the memory of a nice hug than they are people. Which is sad in its own right, but also, I'd like to remember it that way, so. That sounds nice. Well, I'll leave you to it. I wish you luck in your reconnaissance mission, if that is what you decide to do. And I hope my own confusion and frustration with understandings of what's going on in this fucking country isn't too... Wasn't, wasn't too frustrating or confusing, because I know I'm actually a bit confused right now. I might, might sit down and play some music. Well, I hope you have fun doing that. Oh, wait, uh, can we get a forge? <laughs> 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 Both of them are crying. Wait, hold on. Wait. Uh, sure, I'll try to get that sent along and a statement for how much you'll need when I can. Probably within the next few days. Yeah, no rush. Um, I just pro I promised that I would ask. But I hope you have a nice night playing music. And a nice night for you as well, my good friend. And then Karen disappears. Karen's like, she got friends on. Fuck yeah. Yeah, nice. The the funny thing is though that like Terrence wasn't there to hear that, but Terrence heard him call her love. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, uh, Issa's very angry, and she's just gonna swing her axe in the courtyard. What? <laughs> Chop down a tree. <laughs> Chop down a tree. A full tree. Um, is there anything anybody wants to do in like for the night? All I'll say is that the second Issa sees the LaGuardia uh, takeout, she's fucking psyched. <laughs> Terrence! This is my favorite fucking restaurant in the third! Wait, you're kidding? That's my mom's restaurant. That's where she, she's like the head chef. <laughs> Issa's like fangirling. Here, I got, I got a whole. Sp Your mom? Yeah, she came up with like half the menu, if not more. Oh my god. Um, here I like oh, lay it all incredible. out and like the takeout. Wow, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> At, at some point, if if we're all at the table, is everybody at the table? Yeah, the table's yours. Oh, except for <laughs> except for Shay. Um, oh, Shay oh. kind of went off to do that investigation of the other uh, pockets. I don't know when she'll be back, but she said not to wait up for her. In typical shape fashion. Okay. I was just gonna ask, I know it's a little awkward, but, um, Wash, you're okay, right? They didn't 
do anything weird to you while we were? Well, I'm probably down a couple liters, but fine, that was not. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you're not, like... Okay, so I don't know how vampires work, but you're not, like, feeling He's different. not a vampire. I can I can see if people are vampires. He's not one. Okay. Am I one? Every, everyone here I don't think is a vampire, so... Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Um, and also, I just want to apologize for what happens, because it's kind of my fault, so... You didn't send yourself the letter, so it's not your fault. Yeah. No, but I have been kind of poking the bear with 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 the stick. It's it's not like you've done anything else since then, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Issa's shoveling the guardias into her mouth. <laughs> right. This is so fucking good, Terrence. I can't believe your mom's the fucking chef. <laughs> I know she's very talented. Only a little of that rubbed off on me. Uh, so what time are we? I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's night or day tomorrow, because it's dark in Merkside all the time. So, what time do we want to roll out? Autobots. Like a cool 11? <laughs> we enough to get our, our breakfast here. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little earlier. Fine. <laughs> like, maybe a cool 8 a.m. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 9, but we can do it. Right. We yeah. should all prep and... Get well rested and then I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what teamwork is supposed to feel like. This shit is awkward. And he's gonna get up. And, <laughs> he's gonna get up and like walk towards his room. <laughs> Codex is also gonna be like, I'm gonna finish this in my room. Good night. Um. And she like takes her food and kind of heads up to her room. One. I talk to Kaz. We'll get the forge built. Uh. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm going to go to my room if no one has anything to say to you, so. <laughs> you probably, outside your door codex, you hear literally one just talking to herself being like, I brought you an owl bear claw. Just over I thought you would like that. <laughs> she, like, she, like, she's probably, like, sitting at her desk and she's, like, spinning the, um, the sending coin that she got from, uh, Silly Simons and just, like, spinning it on its side so it like spins and then it eventually pitters out and she just spins it again and she hears that and her ear kind of like perks up and swivels towards the door she kind of like claps her hand down on top of the coin and slides it and puts it in her pocket and like gets up to open the door like right as you're in the middle of saying something and she's like hi it's her literally trying to give it to v2 and being like (laughs) (laughs) you got me in the act (laughs) i bought you an owlbear claw i thought you would like that okay thanks she she like gingerly reach her hand out to take it from you. Yeah, just so give it to you. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> you have to be friends with me first. But yeah, she like gingerly takes it from you and like looks at it, um, and then like awkwardly looks back at you and she's like, "Do you do you want to come in?" Is that okay? I know you said you wanted your space. Um, yeah, I I don't have to sleep for a little bit yet, so come on in. Yeah, she like she walks in. You can tell she's like, uncomfortable. She's she's not in her armor. She is like fully out and about into the world, and you can just tell she's like, I'm trying my best here. <laughs> um, yeah, she she'll hold the door open for you, and then um, as soon as you're inside, she'll like kind of close it, and it's like she leaves it like slightly cracked, um, and you. Are probably the first person. I guess maybe Wash has seen it, but like the to see her fully decorated room. 
after she went on the the trip with Wash, you can see that like the bed that was in here has been it's gone. It was like pushed out like into the hallway. It's probably like in the lounge now, and everybody's just like, "There's just a bed here." Um, and she has a hammock rigged up on the wall in like the one corner. She has a little desk with like there's like no books no papers if anything there's maybe like some charcoal drawings that she's been doing um and then like under the hammock there's a big like storage chest um and it has like crayon drawings all over it that like it looks like kids did it and there's like a silly one of like uh, like her like as a child and like there's some that like you put on um on one's likes that she likes theater right yeah she likes opera for sure. You can you can probably recognize like the like a symbol or like a logo of like a play called The Thief of Hearts. Um and it's like a figure of like a man wearing like a hat and he's holding a heart. Um and it's like really poorly drawn on like the corner. But she it, like her room is very comfy. It's like there's a lot of drapes hung up and pillows everywhere and it's just it's cozy. Um and she kinda like gestures for you to sit on the like little padded stool that is by her desk and she kind of like hops up into her hammock and it's like sitting in that and she starts to eat the bear claw um the owl bear claw she's like so um what what's up uh i just i wanted to check in on you um it's been you've gone through a lot and i just wanted to make sure that you're okay um you're dealing with a lot of high stress stuff real quick I really haven't had downtime. Oh, um, okay. Uh, and you can see, like, she kind of deflates a little bit. Like, her ears kind of droop backwards, and she kind of, like, sinks a little bit further into into a sitting position. Um, and she kind of starts to avoid making eye contact with you, and she's like, yeah, I mean, everybody's been through a lot since all of this stuff started, and... Um, yeah, it's been, it's been tough, but we're still going. We'll, we'll be okay. Like, yeah, if she sounds just like, I, yeah, I can, yeah, I can go if, if that's uncomfy. I'm... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, it's, it's okay. You can be here. You, I, you're okay to be here. Um, and I, I appreciate you checking in. Um, yeah, no, it. You're right, it has been a lot, and it's been really scary for some of it. Um, and I don't know, I just feel like I have to apologize to everybody, because it is my fault that Balthazar is kind of so front and center in everything now, but... No, um, because he would still be doing the things even if you weren't doing the things that you were doing. Does that make sense? He would still be doing that if you weren't here. <clears throat> no, I, I I know that, but I mean, you know, Wash wouldn't have gotten hurt and kind of tangled up in it, and I don't know. I, I just feel bad. It His attention probably wouldn't be so much here. Um, I think that would actually be worse. At least he has something to split his attention with. I, I guess. Why do you blame yourself? Because it's my fault? What's your fault? That other people made choices that hurt other people? I just feel like 
things would be a little bit different. And if anybody else was in the position that I was in back at the manor, they probably would have handled it a little better. And I feel like I wasted an opportunity for us to change things. But nobody else had the opportunity. Sometimes the best outcomes don't look like the best outcomes, but they are. Uh, You could have not been here and we could have had no wishes. We could have not learned any of that information. I know. Yeah, you got thrown into the big leagues real quick. We're all going to stumble a little bit. That's okay. I know, but I just was kind of hoping that um, stumbling would be less serious than it is now. Yeah, uh, no one blames you for what happened. No one feels any sorrow or anything. You're doing okay. She kind of like reaches out her hand a little bit and she kind of like recoils. She just doesn't know if she can touch you or <laughs> not yet. She kind of like, she hasn't been looking at you. She's been looking at this this Alverclaw. Um, and when you say like, you're doing okay, she kind of like sniffles and in like an instant, she's kind of like out of the hammock and she just kind of like lunges forward and hugs you. Um, <laughs> and you, you can, she like kind of like, rests her her chin on your shoulder and you can hear her voice is kind of like wavering a little bit and she's like thank you um i think i just really needed this um and she just like kind of like gives you this like really tight squeeze yeah she like hugs you back too and you feel she's warm she's very warm (laughs) very warm body (laughs) i mean so is codex because she's covered in fur (laughs) um yeah i I mean i think you're doing better than okay i think you're doing great yeah, I mean, um, and she kind of, like, lets you go and kind of, like, sits back on on the floor and, like, kind of wipes at her eyes. Um, and she's like, yeah, I mean, I guess I can bring people back to life or something, so that's cool. Yeah, I can't do that. I mean, I don't think I could do it again. I've actually been meaning to talk to someone about it, and, I mean, I was actually thinking of talking to you about it, because you might have the best idea of what could possibly- I don't know with the whole thing that happened on the mountain and everything, I don't know what caused it and I I don't know how to control it and what's been eating away at me a little bit is if I can do that by accident what's the inverse of that? <laughs> yeah, she kind of like uh, sits with that thought for a second. I mean... I guess that's the back and forth of everything. I mean, if you're going to get paralyzed by the fear that, you know, I can bring a life back, I can end it, it sounds like you've got a lot of power in you. And I think if you keep looking at that power as a bad thing, that's never going to help improve it or control it. It's, it's, It's part of you. And it's okay if you hurt people on accident while you're learning. It happens. Now we're getting back into the hole. You can stumble, but stumbling might blow someone up or something. Yeah, that's stum- where things get a little. D- One, I don't want to hurt anybody here. Yeah, nobody. I mean, if you come in with the intention that you don't want to hurt anybody, that's the best you can do. One roll of wisdom check. Me. Save action. That is a ten. Looking over at. Codex for like a second you see after her saying stumbling could mean there's an explosion and someone yep. dies. Yep. For a brief moment after Codex says says that 
you see a very familiar, almost like for a brief instance, and you know it's your mind kind of like showing it to you. It's not like a, a spectral or arcane thing, but you see an image of a person that you've lost mm-hmm. um, appear behind Codex that I will not describe. Uh, I will leave that up to mystery for now. You just have to forgive yourself. And do what you can to fix things. That is a lot easier said than done. I know. <laughs> She's probably like also crying a little. Like you see like a tear in her eye. Things are gonna blow up. People are gonna get hurt. If you keep blaming yourself, you don't get a chance to grow. You get stuck. You do what you can to fix it. Sometimes you can't fix it. At this point, she's like, you can see like more tears are coming as she's saying these things. And she's not looking at you anymore. She's like, face forward, just kind of saying these words. Yeah, she she's like sitting across me and she probably has like, she has her, her feet on the floor and her knees are kind of like up and she has her arms kind of like wrapped over her knees. And she kind of just like rips the owlbear claw in half and like holds half of it out to you. <laughs> She's also crying. Um, <laughs> she like holds it out to you and she's just, she just kind of like gives like, a, like it's a very much like a sad nod. She's like, I, I understand what you're saying and I appreciate what you're saying and it's nice to hear, but doesn't make it any less scary. I'm not saying it can't be scary. It's probably one of the scariest things you'll ever do. It can also be scary and be something that has to be done. I'm not saying go willy-nilly and go explode things and blow up somebody and then we just have to deal with that fact. Like, I'm saying if the fear of the explosion stops you from growing, you're not going to grow. At, like, as you, like, start to, like, almost loop, um, she kind of, like, reaches forward and, like, takes takes a hold of your 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 hands in in both of hers and not to like say like it's weird but like she is covered in fur but like the palms of her hands i think are more akin to like a dog's paw or something like it's skin but it's like a little more like leathery feeling it's soft but like it's weird um it's not skin but it's skin um and she kind of like just she kind of like like takes your hands toe beans um she (laughs) she takes your hands and she kind of just like holds them still to like kind of like stop you and she's like i'm going to continue to try and and like she hesitates for a second and like she looks up at you and she kind of like studies your face for a second and like this is probably like the most like analytical you've ever seen her get like just like full tilt like 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 searching your face for something and she kind of like blows out this breath uh, and it kind of like makes her bangs swoop up for a second, and then she she like reaches into her pocket and she holds up the coin that she has from Silly Simons, and she's like, "I'm going to try and figure out how to make the explosions less likely." It's a sending coin. Um, and she kind of like closes it back in her hand and you know, tucks it in her pocket, and she's like, "It'll give me Balthazar's response to my request to work with him." And he knows about the magic stuff. <laughs> kind of hand, big hand motion towards you. Um, at least a little bit from what I talked to him about when Wash got taken away. Um, he said it was something called a hexaleep, and it might be some kind of life magic. Th- I I don't want to get into it right now, but I'm telling you that I'm not stopping 
I'm just going to be careful and I'm going to try and find more information. And I, before you even say anything, I know it's dangerous and I know all this is happening and this is why I brought it up with Fiara. I'm, I would rather have something potentially come out of this that helps us than a bunch of more people dying. Just for no reason. Codex, I fully believe that you are a fully competent individual who can take care of themselves. Um, I mean, half of the stuff that we know about what's going on, we wouldn't have known without your input. Help. I trust you. Thank you for trusting me. Thanks. And she kind of like sniffles and, and straightens up a little bit and like <laughs> probably like wipes her eyes. And she, uh, her, her ears are generally kind of like lazily back when she's relaxed and they kind of like perk up a little bit and she kind of leans forward again and she's just like listen i know it's been a really long time since you and i had the whole best friend talk but i've been working on a really complex handshake and i don't know how comfortable you are with stuff like that but i could teach it to you take it slow we'll do it <laughs> she's like she's like okay <laughs> Yeah, she starts to, like, take you through, like, it's, like, you have to stand up, like, you guys have to, like, touch ankle, you have to, like, spin around. She gets V2 involved. <laughs> she gets V2 involved. V2 has to do, like, a backflip at some point, and we're both, like, sick. Okay, um, and then, like, but, like, to, like, to tie it all up, like, at way at the end, um, she basically is, like, okay, and then we do this, and she, like, basically, like, it's, like, a high five that turns into a hand wrap, and then you, like, slide your hand back so it just hooks pinkies, um, and she just kind of gives you, like, a little, like, tug with the pinky, um, and she's like, so that, that was, that was the third iteration that I had, and if you're cool with that one, we can stick with this one. Yeah, <laughs> she like, she's still, still, like, thinking through, it's like, okay, and, yeah, yeah, let's start here. <laughs> cool, and, and she'll, like, basically, she'll just practice it with you. Once it gets, like, a little bit late, um, she's probably just, like, listen, I... I'm exhausted um, because of how terrifying everything was earlier today and the fact that I don't really remember sleeping, but I think I did. Um, and as cool and as awesome as all of this has been, which I really appreciate, I do appreciate you coming in and checking on me and everything. Um, I should probably get some sleep before we go. She like, kind of like, as you're probably like, probably like, like probably time to like separate um she'll kind of like reach out her hand for a handshake again and then kind of going for a hug actually <laughs> like she like yeah <laughs> she kind of whispers in your ear she's just like don't get stuck and be better like me and she kind of she'll kind of like lean back to like look at you a little bit and she's like if i'm gonna keep moving forward i'm pulling all of you guys with me so <laughs> yeah she got like it's <laughs> like okay what's why it's here um Let's go. I was like, yeah, I should, I should probably also go to bed. Good night, Codex. Good night, Cece. Um, and she's gonna like take you to the door, and you can just call me Connie. Oh, do you not, Cece? Not. Uh, if if you really want to go with the nickname, my parents called me Ruby. Okay. Yeah, that's really pretty. Okay. She like takes a second to like lock it in, and then she's like, okay. Good night, Ruby. Good night, Codex. <laughs> Anybody else doing anything else for the night? Giving a good night's rest, goddammit. Okay, yeah, so you can all have a very good night's rest. So, next morning you guys all wake up, get your breakfast and such. Um, Shay is still not back. Oh, by the way, I got a cool magical lantern. Bam. 
But what do you? What's your guys' plan? Are you guys going to be going down uh, to the Lost and Found? That was my plan. Yeah. Chamber. Yeah. 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 Unless there's any RPing, I'm going to fast forward you guys down, like outside the Lost and Found. Are you stopping inside the Lost and Found? Yeah, just for quick. Yeah. Yeah. Big T's there. Gresh is there. Uh, Rita is probably somewhere upstairs. There's Darian is probably out as Darian right now in the tap room. Oh my god. Well, it's been a while. What? The, where's Shay? Doing something else. Like oh, usual. <laughs> How have you all been since you're... They're like drinking like uh, drinking something and they're like... Since you're up and coming by getting not only hired by Lady Seraphima, the Burgomaster of the Ninth, but also the bull of the Nevermont Society? It's It's been a little bit of a shit show. <laughs> okay, so yeah. that means I was the best patron you've ever had. I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> Listen, all I did was ask you to fi- figure out the fucking Verona thing. You did it, even if you didn't do it, and you got paid for it. We got paid for the Verona thing? <laughs> yeah, I gave Shay like ten thousand to do eight thousand for for teeters and two thousand to be split around the rest of, among the rest of you. Well, you because one is no longer in the armor too. You see, like her hair like go like a little fiery. She like slams her fist into a table. Do you like still wear the armor, just not the not the hood and the mask? Yeah, probably while we're down there. The echo chamber—that's kind of the vibe—is the no mask. But how much did she give us each? A hundred. Well, that would be one, two, three, four. Five. So she kept uh, fifteen hundred for herself. Right, right. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I can't do I can't do two thousand divided by six, but still there must have been some type of compromise. I thought well I would assume, but there was no compromise. I'm sorry. Well thank you for letting me know at least. I thought you knew. Well I thought you I were have paid. My... Yeah. I yeah. don't really care if I give the money to share, I trusted her to give it to you, but anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, next time don't. Oh. Okay. <laughs> also I've noticed your your helmet is down. Have you all broken the curse? <laughs> <laughs> Um, the flame immediately to to smoke. <laughs> Codex got a turn. She's like, "You're cursed." <laughs> no, no, it was a figure. It was a figure of speech. So what are you guys? She's getting like, "Is he like this?" Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so what are you all doing down here? Also, hello again, uh, Isabella. Hey, Darian. Isabella Balador, Darian. I know some information about you. Anyway. Yeah, doesn't everyone? Everybody do. should. If, hey, they, if they know your last name, they should. But anyway, we've got wrapped up in much. Larger things now. We are dealing with um, gods. Cool, we're just jumping right into that, okay? Do one of us kill a god or something? Not no, necessarily. No. I don't think that you should like get involved. anything I want to be involved with. Are you sure? Yeah. Mm. Sounds fun. Maybe um, later. Do you like the sun? So here, how about... <laughs> if Issa's making that face, I'm also looking at Issa like... Uh, yeah, Issa and Terrence are locking eyes like... What the fuck? I don't. He opens his door from behind the bar and he's like, I don't want any fucking religion in the Lost and Found. Nah. Thank you, goodbye. <laughs> Not bringing it in, T. Trying to keep it out. Uh, no, there's a lot of information I don't really care to hear right now. Um, and also, yeah, maybe don't talk about fighting, if I believe you, gods. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure whatever that gesture means is I'm agreeing with you. And yeah, I am agreeing agree. with you. It's so outlandish yes, that it can't be true. It's not true. I've known you both for a very long time, so the fact that you're even saying the words we're going to attack the gods means I have to believe you, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, maybe keep your tongue. They, they just asked what we were doing down here. You didn't have to... Thank you. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was just say- you could have just said we're here to, like, kill some rats or something. We've done that before. Sorry that I trust them. No, I appreciate it, but I don't want to get involved with it. So anyway. what are you doing down here? We're killing rats. We're exploring past the black lights. That's fine. Why would you? So yeah, we're not going to tell them. Okay, but you just said. 
mean, that's much more chill, I think. Like, why? Last thing I saw of you all, we were at that auction. Balthazar said that you killed Verano and Seraphima, which, by the way, has made a whole mess of things, but, well, not really. It's been yeah. a good thing for t mess for, let's say, Lily Rava. Anyway, um, a lot of information that I will quickly talk by because it's not important. Huh? Do you think Verano's actually dead? Or do you think, like, like, have you seen any of his goons or anything around? Yes, many have come cowering to the lost and found with their, their tails between their legs. And you see, like, a couple of little big guys, like, <laughs> like them. Verano's dead. I, I detected his body. So I mean, so... the undead are still dead, right? I don't know. He was bloodless. Mm-hmm. Could be a zombie. Anyway. We're just out here for a little bit. Last time I saw you, you guys were involved with Seraphima and Balthazar. Does that have to do anything yeah. with that? Oh. That's unfortunate. Oh. Uh, we have a house now. Well, congratulations on the house. Guess I'm poor old Darian just can be left alone here in the Lost and Found. I'm saying you, you want to come live up, up and visit. Right. Well, good luck. Um, careful about... We could hire you as a bartender. Do I fucking look like that? <laughs> yeah. You look like you could mix them, like, a good drink. Yeah, they might be able to, but I, I don't think we can afford their services. And so. this is why I like Isabella. Well, good luck past the black lights. Uh, scary children's stories and all that. Careful. Thanks. <laughs> good to see you all. <laughs> Friends. Neighbors. Always great to see you. I didn't sound very sincere. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna go. <laughs> Yeah, she kind of, like, stands up to, to, to match them and, like, smooths her ears back with her hair. Um, and she fixes, like, this beautiful, like, uh, customer service smile on her face. And she's like, it's always a great day when I see you, Darian. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's a fake smile, but glad to see that you're at least a little less pent up. I'm glad to see you're okay. Right, well, you know, explosions will do that. What? <laughs> what? Guys, we should go. We're gonna go. Um, okay. Right. Yeah, so you guys make your way uh, through the echo chamber to get to the black lights, which again are those kind of like like almost UV lights in these glass tubes that are kind of like marked as, um, or like put down as markers around the edges of, of the, the pocket before you cross. Probably as we're like approaching it, it's like, so we stick together, you have your light, Bam. Nice! <laughs> it makes that sound. <laughs> oh, sorry! <laughs> Pal. <laughs> if you hear any motion, we gun it back immediately. And what I was told is if you lock eyes with something, don't. In the darkness. <laughs> like, if you see eyes in the darkness, just look away. <laughs> Who can see in the dark, raise of hands, like, without the light? Issa and Wash are the only people to raise their hands. <laughs> yeah, Issa's like, oh. Bam. Bam. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> uh, you see within a uh, 15-foot radius of, of Terrence's light. Um, she was never in the light. She was never in the light. Was she peace? <laughs> As you start to pass the markers, Terrence bams and uh, turns on his uh, lamp. As you guys just see in dim light, but if you're in the 15, you see in full light, mm. you kind of enter into what is past the black lights. Yeah, so, so last time you guys passed the black lights, you'd be still stuck by all the empty buildings now at this point uh, towards Verano's warehouse that is right in front of the river. Uh, is that where you're still going? So it kind of just looks like a dark version of the, whatever this district might have been in the old burg um, until you end up what looks like a large, maybe sawmill, as I described before in the first episode or second episode, excuse me. 
as I described in the second episode, something that looks more like a sawmill, like an old sawmill that's right along where you can hear small rushes of water from a river uh, behind it. You assume it's hard to see; it's very dark. Um, and you see Verano's warehouse that looks cleared out. There's the doors are way open, um, and looking in, you don't even hear like stragglers. Like it is cleared out. There's a terry-shaped hole in the wall. There is a terry-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, the cartoonishly so. It's like perfect outline. <laughs> The air of, of, of civilization is now completely desolate, empty, and, you know, devoid. Again, where it stands is it's, it's on a riverbank. You can go left or right. If you went right, you would continue to, like, the edge of the burg. Left will be the place that leads you further into the old precinct. Do you think he would, uh, if these are down here, put it further on the outskirts or towards the densest structures? You know which one's worse. Yeah, which one would you rather go to right now? I mean, probably out, but so... So yeah, we go in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, as you take a left, hang a left to follow, like, walk upstream, up the river, because you will, at a point, start seeing the, the, the dark waters kind of flowing, you kind of see what looks more like the tales you've all heard. Here, you do see some buildings that are completely desolate and destroyed. Like, just like the base outer wall of the foundation of a building some, sometimes. Or what might have been like a small park or garden um, that just like kind of looked dead and dark. As well as you see here or there, you will see what look like these like cyan bioluminescent mushrooms. The kind of like little patches. I'm going to grab a couple. Sure. And just like toss Roll them in Roll a nature check. <laughs> and eat them. <laughs> eat them just to see. Put them in your mouth. Ooh, nature twenty-two. Okay, these are called dark caps. Dark caps, okay. And they they grew after the berg was raised up a level. Sometimes you can see that there are ripples in the paths, uh, as you would know. It is said that the roots, some of the roots of the dawnwood from the grove in the old berg, uh, came came above ground, but they were they're still protected under like heavy rock and cement, like, you'd have to really fucking blow something up to, to get to the actual roots of the Dawnwood. Is there, like, a story they tell people, like, under, like, in Merkside of, like, why the city was built on top of itself? Or, like, what happened down here? Most or is people, it totally a mystery? It's not a total mystery, but most people, most people probably think that it was just, like, it is smaller, and it's not as, it's not as tall, let's say. Um, but... Most people think it's just crowding purposes. The thing is, the outskirts, the outskirts of the burg, the burg is this burg is tinier. It is in closer where you, when you do get to the wall on the outskirts of the Merc site, as we talked about before, it is a really dense wall because on the outside, if you're looking at all of Zabraria from the sectors on the outside, it looks like the wilds and then it curves up to the burg and then the grove. Where, so it's like, but it's because. What if you really did the old burg on top of the, the new burg? It would be old burg, new burg. Mm. But like, if you wouldn't do, like, you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't hourglass it would be shape structurally it. Structurally sound. Yeah, you wouldn't. But it, it's more like, so it's like a lot of rock on the outskirts. Gotcha. But it's tinier, so most people think it's like it was just a smarter move for for um, population growth. I think also the whole time I'm just looking at the river a lot, <laughs> so I'm probably not being the most perceptive of the rest of everything. Have you two ever been this far out? No. Not much out here that I would need. Why risk getting drowned in a river? Why are you drowning in a river? 
Going for a swim? <laughs> things live in the river and they pull you in and drown you. I think it's just a community of people that live out here. But like, their eyes like are squatters? Like... No, they got like left behind or something. But they're like dark. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are talking, Codex is just scanning the dark. Like she's like <laughs> Yeah. Or it's all bullshit just to keep us out of here. Uh they do a pretty good job then. Yeah, that's why yeah. <laughs> I mean what what group of people comes up with the story of these creatures that seem to take bodies and add them to themselves to make more large creatures. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Terrence is like shaking but laughing at the same time. Like, I don't believe that. (laughs) That's crazy. When she says that, she she, like turns to uh, Codex and Issa and is like, look, just if you hear children laughing, just don't follow. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Fair father, at least. (laughs) And if anybody starts screaming, don't pay attention. Yeah, but... If one of you screams, I'm gonna pay attention. Sorry. <laughs> that would be cool, Issa. Help! Zahari! <laughs> <laughs> Far off in the distance, maybe like 100 feet. Is it towards the direction we're walking? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, lot of, that's a, there's a lot of direction you're walking. Conflict, if you had gone the right way, you would have seen. <laughs> If you're wa- if you're all walking along the river, well, not along, along, but like more towards the river than you are like the other buildings and such, it's more to your left. If the river's on your right, you just hear like off the distance, help, really far away. Good one, Codex. <laughs> 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 Throwing your voice like that's really funny. Um, I don't know thaumaturgy, so please. <laughs> Does anyone know uh, cantrip to make? Why are we interacting with this? Just don't pay attention. Okay. I know, um, beat the fuck out of it if I have to. Yeah, I want to throw a rock in that direction. Don't throw throw a rock in that direction. No, we're just going to walk and ignore it. Right? No? Nope. Not our circus, not our monkeys. Not our circus, not our monkeys. Should I leave the light on? It probably continues, but as you guys move forward, it just sounds more distant, far away as you leave it. If it was a person, oof. Sucks to be them, I guess. I I mean, if that was a real person, they'd probably sound much more desperate. <laughs> as we as we like keep walking, Codex A is very nervous, and B is like she like is this like really awkward like quiet laugh, and she's like, "So do we keep telling scary stories? Is that the vibe?" I mean, if we make it seem a lot worse, then it might be better if it actually happens. Okay, I, think I we mean, stop. We've we've done stuff like that before. I have some that I could, but I don't think they're from here. I mean, go for it. How about after Wash, okay, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> there is it at a point that there's like squelching underneath you. If anybody goes down to look. I think Terrence probably so, has the light and like goes to like lower it to like look at no, it. Yeah, so, yeah. Like probably like you literally like you start to lower it and my like rifle comes and holds it. It's like keep looking forward, keep moving. What does the ground feel like? Because Codex doesn't wear shoes. Oof. Oh, God. God, it this is, is horrifying. It, it is it is like this viscous, sticky, gelatinous substance that clings onto the pads of your feet as far as you pull them up to move, and then it lets go. But it it doesn't stick to your feet like forever. It's not like mud. 
but it does like it sticks until like you move it to put it down again. It's almost like is it, it's imagine stepping in bubble gum, but the bubble gum will always release until you step into it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's terrible. Uh, like I mean, the second that the terrain changes, it's like it's also cold. It's like the first time that like her paw pads like hit it because rabbits don't have padding on their paws, but fucking she's a half hair and gone so whatever um the second like her foot touches that she it's very like um Ghibli chihiro i think when she steps on top of like the soot <laughs> or the the slug and like the shiver goes through her and she like grabs onto whoever's next to her and she's like mm. it's probably fine <laughs> that's probably when that interaction happens where i go to like lower it to look at it yeah. and you're like nope Ooh. and we're like okay time to keep moving i don't even know exactly what we're looking for it could be a hole in the ground it could be a giant cauldron that says dump me uh it could be uh anything so you guys walk for, for probably about an hour and every so often one will probably want to be like stop just keep going just keep going do not look just keep going like unless it's crossing our path do not do not interact with it um or give it the time of day uh but after like an hour of walking you see what looks like this large rectangular building like just a square building of stone and brick um, that seems to be emitting some type of red glow. On the outside, you do see there are more mushroom patches of those, those glows, um, so you can kind of see the outside of it as well, but it looks like through the front double doors, it looks like red glow is kind of emitting from it. I don't want to say it's like on the nose that you assume, but like... Does that It look looks very different from, like, you know, like, you probably saw one building that's, like, pours out shadows and one's like, do not look at that. Like, that it doesn't look like that. Uh, that looks pretty, uh, appropriate, wouldn't you say? I say yeah, to Codex. Really <laughs> yeah, that looks really fucked up and scary. And color scheme-wise, looks like what we're looking for. One? Yeah, it's pretty on the nose. Doesn't sound like anything I've heard. Looks like our best shot. If the... Merc side... Captain says go. I guess we go in. Yeah. Then we go in. We should probably, like, scope it out before just bursting in, wouldn't you say? Recon is best, I think. Alright. Do you want to circle the outskirts or just go right in? Go in? Just, like, look in. Just, okay. See what you can see without putting yourself in instant danger. So you guys are going around the outside? We're gonna stay back. The three blind people, the three blind mice, Codex, Terrence, and uh, one, along with V2, are gonna hang back with the light on, and they're gonna go forward just to see what's up. Around. Yeah, just like around the perimeter okay. of the building. Uh, yeah, around the perimeter, uh, it looks fine. It just looks like a regular, like, you know, brick building. Um, there's the ooky spooky of everything else that's surrounding. Not exactly right up on top of it, but it looks like this might have been some type of place of work or something, maybe a guild hall. Not a guild hall, but like something. It doesn't look like it was necessarily a home, but it does have a little bit of distance, like a courtyard kind of surrounding it, but it seems empty. There is a fence, like a black pipe fence that kind of surrounds this little courtyard, but it is like separated from all the spooky buildings that are just in Merkside in general. Um, other than just like glowing, some glowing mushrooms, not much you can see on the outside. It looks like there is some type of, like, small shed or something in the back. But that's kind of it. I want to check out that shed. Alrighty. It is yeah. locked on the outside. Lucky for me, I have a crowbar. <laughs> it's in my starting gear. <laughs> I would like to pry it open, please. You're just going to pry it open? Yeah, fuck it. 
I, I'm just going to check out what's in here. Yeah, can you... Um, are there any windows, like, on the shed or the building? Like, nothing? You don't know if they're blacked out from time or dust, but they're blacked out. Before, like, we watched, like, okay. Like, it's, like, about to do it. You do see there is what looks like smeared blood on the outside of where the handle is that looks to be in, like, a arcane room. You don't know if it's a trap or what. I'm gonna try to grab Wash's arm before the crowbar gets to the fucking lock. What? I'm, like, pointing. I'll message Wash. There's fucking blood in a rune on the door handle. I don't... I think we're in the right place, but... Uh, well, we have to be more careful, I think. If we smudge it, does it stop? What? <laughs> it's a rune. If, if if we, like, fuck it up, does that, I guess, take away the magic or whatever? Or is it, like, a left? I would, Issa would, like, kind of know that, right? If you smear the blood, sure, that would definitely remove the rune. But you do know some runes, not all, but some runes, uh, when you touch them. Mm-hmm. They activate. Right. And you know some runes, when they're broken, they activate. Mm-hmm. Not all, not all. And it's over the lock. <laughs> yeah, over the lock in the way that, like, it, it hits the hinge. Or not the hinge, but the, the, the separation of, like, the frame of the door and the door itself, right where the handle is. I'm still casting message um, to wash. Uh, can, are, am I close enough to cast message to the rest of the party? Probably. Yeah. I think I'll cast message and just kind of be like, Hey, we found this. All the windows are blacked out on the building and this shed in the back. Um, but there's like runes on the lock on the shed that are made of blood, I think. Um, I'm worried about ruining the rune. <laughs> I'm worried about uh, destroying the rune because that might trigger something. But I'm also worried about just unlocking it while the rune's here because then if we break the room we might also trigger something um i'm gonna message you back and interrupt your train of thought <laughs> great <laughs> just delete your message and i'm just <laughs> like are there any windows that you can break and just climb in through the window there are windows that we can break they're just blacked out so i don't we don't know who or what is in there send this in a message for me have you ever stopped to consider that maybe something is being locked in <laughs> have you ever stopped to consider that something has been locked in Hey, if Wash doesn't know how to break windows, what you can do is you can take your cloak and you can put it against the window and then you just like drive your elbow through the window and it'll make sure that you don't get cut. I'm just saying. Issa just has her hands, or her head in her hands. She's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> responds to Codex. No, we, Wash has a crowbar and is ready to go. Uh, so gonna, if you think back. the windows are better because they don't have runes on them, even though it'll probably make some more noise. Just, just gonna message back and be like, well, if you if you bundle up your cloak and put it on the window, it might muffle some of the sound of him hitting it with a crowbar. Let's just go meet them at the shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, come to the shed. <laughs> okay. Turn the light off, though. Let V2 guide you. Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> the light goes out. <laughs> yeah. This lantern was the best uh, investment that yeah. we could have ever done. I'm just imagining like all of us are down and like one person's left alive and they can't see and they're like, bam, bam, bam and they don't get, they're not getting the inflection right and it's not coming on. <laughs> all right, like so you guys are all now at the shed. I think what we want to focus on is probably in the glowing building, personally, but... Also, there could be a scary monster in that shed. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm messaging this to everyone just so that hopefully in succession so that we're kind of all on the same page where it's like if we're going to successfully do recon I think we need to break into one of these buildings but it's going to be dangerous and we're probably going to get into a battle which one do you want to break into we need to start with the bloodshed or the glowing <laughs> building the large glowing building yeah I'm gonna guess the glowing building has if if this is where the vats are I'm guessing that's where the vats are why don't we start by like maybe peeking in there just a peek before like, we open the bloodshed. <laughs> make the door open a little bit. And it's like a little crack. <laughs> like a little crack. We're conglomerating back to the front of the fucking building? Yeah. Okay, great. Alright, so now you're in front of the doors. What are you guys doing now? Is there a rune lock on this door? <laughs> Nothing you see, no. Are there windows? There are no windows, no. If only we had a Well, there road. are windows, but they're all, they're all boarded up. Or, like, bricked up. <laughs> We try to bricked open up. it and peek what? in. Yo, this building bricked up! It would be so nice if we had like a rogue in our potty. <laughs> I think. It would be so great if we had someone that could sneak around, but we don't. Uh, I could try and I could try and open... I, I'm not casting a message, I'm just whispering this out loud. I can try and open the door with Mage Hand instead of touching it. Maybe that would be good. Yeah, I thought about that with the room, but I think I would still break the room. But there aren't... We don't see any runes here, so... You do You do very, very quietly hear, like, a... Of, like, bubble... Like, gurgling bubbles. Deep gurgling bubbles. While this is happening, I'm already trying to open the front doors to peek in. Okay, great! <laughs> um, no we love a trigger puller. <laughs> we got Wash here. Explodes. Wash explodes. There we go. You kind of open it, and when you look in... When you open the doors, uh, you see what looks like this altar. Um... And it looks like this giant basin that Codex and Wash immediately, with, you don't even need to roll for this, immediately you will notice it has the same the same runes on the outside of this huge giant basin that's on the top of this altar. Um, so we can just make a wish. As <laughs> as Balthazar's chalice. Um, not exactly the same, so maybe like it somehow connects to the chalice, who knows. But um looks very similar. Uh, to the left and right there are open containers of flesh. Uh, very similar to what everybody else saw that the rats consumed and brought. Um, on the very left- Is there blood on the flesh? Not a lot, but maybe stained. Like, it's blood stained. Like the shredding monster? No, not like the shredding monster. No, no. okay. It, yes, those two, yep. Uh, it looks more like chunks of flesh, which for everybody that was there except for Issa in Generita, look what the rat, rats were doing almost. Like, it's just like, they were all gathered and put there. There's a large, like- well hole uh, to the left. It looks like it's been dug up and buried. Directly above it, like falling from the sky, there is this large lantern that kind of like shines over it, hopefully to like kind of see out. But it gets dark really down there. You can't really see what's down there. As well as then there are like four little like buckets of, of what look like blood. Not buckets, but like larger containers of blood right behind it. Um, over the top right of the room, as you're saying, but over at the, the, the right corner when you first enter, you'll see what look like hanging cages. There are three skeletons in there. There's a hanging brazier above above that well. And then around the altar, there are four, like, knight statues. Or what do you call like, like, armor. Cool. Those won't animate, I'm sure. <laughs> They're probably fine. It doesn't look like anyone's in here, if y'all want to follow. As you walk up to the top of this altar, you can tell this altar has been... I would say you probably know. This has been newly crafted. This is like something that has been 
recently still <laughs> like like constructed and put here the basin in which the blood is in is connected to this altar so it is not something you can just push over to dump damn it <laughs> rats but it is full it's probably about in total height it's probably about when you get to the top of the stairs of the altar it's about five foot three tall but if you look if you kind of look into it, I mean, blood is very viscous, but like, I'll just say you have this feeling that it goes deeper, maybe into the full altar, because the altar is raised, the altar is about five feet up, and then five five foot seven is how tall the, that basin is, so it could be a full ten foot thing of blood. Who knows? Jesus, fuck. <laughs> I guess I'm going to make my way back to everyone if they didn't follow me in. Did you guys not go in? I mean, I feel like I, I've at least... I'm in there. Yeah, if not standing by the door, just kind of taking in the scene... Yeah, watch us going like in. We're, I'm probably at least like, huh? <laughs> gotta try and at least get inside. Do you turn the what's it called the the lamp? There's it's lit. It is lit in there. Yes, oh, they're 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 uh, uh, like fully lit with fire braziers in there. There's a brazier over the well, and there's probably like you see kind of like pockets of light. It's probably like three. Like imagine if you did like what like if you have a rectangular room, two at, a, at opposite corners and one in the middle. So in total, there's four braziers, two on each, on two on opposite corners, one in the middle of the room, and then there's one on top of the well to the left. Mm-hmm. So who's gonna look in the well? I'll go with you. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't say me. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Let's go. <laughs> Someone with dark vision might want to go to the. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of work lately. I, <laughs> I need a break. Sorry, we're not able to. <laughs> um, bam. And I hold the lantern, like, kind of over the, the well. Roll a perception check. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, that's not great. I've been doing well. Uh, 12. You can see a little bit further into it, but it still goes far and is very dark. Yeah, I'll walk over, because I know they can't see in the dark. Uh. <laughs> yeah. The light might help you see further down, but... It's, what, 60 feet of dark vision you have? Yeah. It's regular. With your dim vision past past their light, the most you can see... Actually, roll perception at disadvantage. I just gave you perception of what you could see in the light, so that's why you didn't get any mm-hmm. yeah. disadvantage. Yeah, no. What'd you get? Um, like a nine. Okay, so you can you can look down and see in, 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 in you know, shades of gray. Um, 50 shades, if you would. Um, yeah, right. In shades of gray, you can see further in past them, but it is still kind of like hard to make out what's down there it looks like maybe there's flesh down there i don't it, i don't know there's probably something gross down there maybe that's maybe they dump their bodies there it's hard to tell is there any pulley system like to get stuff out of the well no i'm gonna walk over and similar to what i did in the woods to see something very far away um you see she kind of just like Stands next to you guys, and like she like kind of like traces, like holds her fingers next to each other, and like together, like her finger and her thumb, kind of like shakes her hand, and like a little bit of flame appears in her fingers, and she's like, "I could throw flame down there. Only see it for a second. I can throw fairy fire down there and illuminate the whole thing. Do we will that? Uh, 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 Terrence holds up his hands. He's like, I don't know. We could see it for up to a minute if we really want to see it. Well, it's kind of like taking a few steps back too at this point. It's like, oh, this is where I want to be. Um, Terrence like leans over. He's like, I also have this overwhelming fear that I'm going to get pushed down this thing. You know? 
Why'd you say that? She takes a step back. No, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Isa falls in. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we ball. I throw a firebolt down the well. <laughs> What's the distance of firebolt? Uh, 120 feet. I'd like to angle it so that... I mean, Isa, did you realize that you could potentially see a bottom? Oh, like when I looked at it? Um, yeah. Yeah, like I can see a little bit past the light, but not much. There okay. might... There's something down there. Uh, I'm gonna at least angle this so that... Uh, about 60 feet down, um, it'll collide with the wall instead of going, like, straight down. Yeah, so kind of throw it. Again, all you see from that quick flash of the, of the firebolt going down is it does light for a second. Um, it looks like, oh god, it looks like maybe it's, maybe it's, like, decomposed flesh and blood, or maybe not blood, but something. It looks kind of, like, fleshy and, like, not sallowed, but, like, dark organs maybe down there who knows like blue maybe like blue and purpley because there's no blood in it very cool and also good and uh she probably like sees that flash and then immediately turns around and like just kind of like folds her hands in front of her and she's like okay we don't have to look down the well anymore um there's nothing down there <laughs> cool okay that's a lie but <laughs> no, well nothing down there that's alive or moving so that's great um i cast fairy fire <laughs> You do? Yeah. Each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue-green or violet light. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dex throw. A dex save? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I have to make? 15. 15? And only if it's a failed save will things light up? Yep. Mm -hmm. Nothing lights up. So, like, all the... If it's a creature, that the whole thing's a creature, it wouldn't light up because um, it would not... But, like, all objects and stuff are lit. Nothing lights up. Great, awesome, cool. Great, awesome. <laughs> I think there's something that's alive, air quotes, down there. I'll go... Someone has to do it. I'm gonna, like, as everybody kind of, like, disperses into the room to, like, look at things, I'm gonna walk up to one of these suits of armor. Um... That are in the room? Someone's got it. Yeah, she's kind of like staring up at this thing and like as she looks back, her ears kind of tilt back. Um, and then she's going to reach behind her and like draw her sword and use like the tip of her sword to kind of poke at the helmet and see if she can lift like the faceplate of the helmet up. Okay. When you lift the faceplate of the, uh, up to look at what's in there, you do see what looks like a face that is very sallowed and grayed as it like, <sighs> its eyes open. And immediately you hear it go, like, say something. It kind of goes, and you see as, like, this, like, quick wisp of something goes over and knocks out the brazier that's over the, uh, the well as it just snuffs out that light. Um, and you start to hear, as something is climbing up the well. Guys, there's people in these things. <laughs> you hear two more, or sorry, three more voices kind of go, as, like, you see them kind of, like, open the armors as these undead people walk out. Um, and for the other three, when they say those things, you watch as their wisps come out of their mouth and leave. They like basically knock the doors down out of this building and they leave you, assuming to maybe go to, I don't know, maybe the bloodshed, to open it up for their other friends. Um, roll initiative. Fuck. Isa about to cast divine sense codex is Me. there anyone in here listen someone's got to be shaggy in the fucking scooby gang okay i gotta touch things 
Dive. Does that make me the dog? <laughs> Can I have a slight reaction while this dude is mumbo rapping in front of me? Slight. Sure, yeah. Depends on what it is. Since my since my sword is already, I used my sword to tilt his, like, to open the, the faceplate of the helmet. Can I just try and slash at his eyes? Sure. Uh, yeah, roll the hit. I'll give you disadvantage, though, because it is a small space. <laughs> I rolled a disadvantage. My first one is a 19. My second one is a 17. So in total, two hits. It's a 22 with my attack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll still hit. So you're good. I would freaking hope so, because if a 22 doesn't hit, I'm like, we gotta go! <laughs> Uh, all right, 25 to 20. 23. 20 to 15. Yeah. No 20 to 15? <laughs> 15 to 10. Hey, guy! 10. <laughs> 10. 11. 10. Oh, my God! 11 for Terrence, and then T uh, Issa and Wash, you guys can just go at the same time, but who wants to go, like, in, like, talking order? Uh, you can go, Andrew. Okay. Hey, Lex, how'd you do? Top of the round, you hear it almost impossibly fast, which is weird when I explain what it is, but you hear this like squelching and skittering of this thing climbing up the rock of the well as you watch what you saw, or you thought you saw, as like kind of molded, like, like, or melded, like dead, rotted body. It is what looks like this viscous sludge come out of the, the top of the well as it is a black pudding, an ooze, as it <laughs> out at the top, um, yep. and it is going to go straight for one who Not is very ooze. close to you. This is going to be fun. You kind of watch as it like, extends part of its like gelatinous form and like <laughs> to swipe at you. Um, it'll swipe, it'll swipe at your coat, um, so like kind of like at like your arm and your coat is where it's swiping. Uh, that is a... This is a 14 to hit. Does not hit. All right, so it swipes at you as you kind of like lunge a little bit away to get missed being hit by this this black pudding. Um, already, Codex, you have you uh, have your guy right in front of you who probably at this point is stepping out of the uh, the armor. As you see, there's an ooze now attacking one on your left, and you see three three boys coming out of the armor. Um, the other armors around the, the the altar. So did I manage to wound this the one in front of me with like cutting at its eyes? Roll for damage. I didn't tell you, did I? Okay. Um. Do I? If I want to, like, just try and take away its sight. Actually, never mind. Uh, it's five piercing. Five piercing. Okay. Yeah. You kind of like stab it, and it's like ah! as it hits its eyes. And at this point, now that it's your turn, it's like pushed. Pushed it the entire like armor open. The armor opens almost like it's a canvas, like it's a case, kind of just like kind of like an Iron Maiden. Yeah, kind of like an Iron Maiden is how it opens. Yep. Um, so it's still in front of you. Okay. Um, but it it's not wearing armor. No. Ah oh, shit. I'm just going to. Uh, yeah. I think this should. I should do this. I'll get it out of the way. I'm gonna cast Blur on myself. Noted. Um, which uh, her body just basically shifts and. Like it's like secondary images of like her um, shifts and blurs um, to anyone that can see me, and for the duration, any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against me. Um, the attacker is immune to this effect if it doesn't rely on sight, like if it has blind sight or true sight. And then, because it's a second level spell, I have to roll on the wild magic search table. We're good, but barely. Okay. Oh Codex, you you feel something in your pocket, kind of like 
and come out of out of your pocket oh, as no. the blue coin comes up in front of you and says, So you want to talk, yes? Fine. I'll give the Fated Fates another chance. Meet at the Summit's graduation hall. Before the, the coin kind of goes, Thanks for your service, and pops. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> The Table is Yours releases episodes in video and podcast format every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific. You can follow The Table is Yours everywhere by the handle at T-T-I-Y-D-N-D. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you at the table next time.